0: Mobile Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. They are all rallying. S&P 500 index jumping the most in four weeks after the latest polls showed the U.K. campaign to remain in the European Union is gaining ground ahead of Thursday's referendum. S&P up 19 to 2091, a gain there of 1%. NASDAQ up 60, a gain of 1.3%. Dow Industrials up 190, a gain of 1.1%. The 10-year, down 18.30 seconds at yield, 1.66%. Gold down 2.90 the ounce to 12.91, a drop there of two-tenths of 1%. Crude oil holding above $49 a barrel, up a twenty right now. West Texas Intermediate up by 2.5%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. India's Sensex stock index gained nearly 1% today. This follows easing of government's rules regarding foreign direct investment restrictions. Also, this follows news over the weekend that uh, India's central bank governor will step down when his term ends in September. Here to tell us more about India and other emerging markets is Jeffrey Dennis. He is the head of Global Emerging Markets Strategy from UBS Securities. Jeffrey, thank you very much for being with us. Give us your take on what has happened in India, the announcement, as I said, of the uh, governor of the central bank announcing uh, he will be stepping down and then uh, these changes in direct uh, foreign direct investments
2: Well, certainly the announcement that Mr. Rajan is stepping down was a negative surprise. Uh, Markets had certainly been trying to anticipate whether his term would be renewed when it ended in September, but I think the, on balance, people thought he probably would retain his position, and so his decision to leave, I think, is is definitely a negative for the market. And In fact, in, in our Asian strategy portfolio today, my colleague out there cut India back to New So we're taking a more defensive line Mm -hmm. on India in the short term while we see who replaces Mr. Rajan and will there be any let up in what has been a very effective policy in India of uh, being pretty tight on monetary policy so you can get inflation down and then, of course, ultimately interest rates down as well. So it is a negative without any questions.
3: Jeff, I'd like to ask you about this because it's surprising to me a couple of weeks ago, um, Raghu Rajan indicated that – I don't necessarily want a second term past the three years because prominent politicians close to Modi uh have been beating up on him. Oh, you're you're too tough on inflation, you need to cut rates. And then modi, uh if he wanted uh Ragu Rajan to stay, just let them beat up on him. And this is the same Raghurajan who left the University of Chicago Booth School of Business.
2: To go back home
3: to India and help them yep. out at a time, right, inflation was high, the rupee was falling, he's made a huge difference. He's the same Rajan who gave the speech in Jackson Hole, Wyoming in August of 2006, basically warning that there are pressures brewing that could bring down the financial system, which nobody listened to. So this is a man of great accomplishment. Why has Modi not stepped in to ask Rajan to stay?
2: Um, uh, it's not clear, Kathleen, that he didn't step in to ask him to stay. He may well have asked him to stay. In fact, I think this looks like a decision for Mr. Rajan itself, himself to to not seek uh, another term. And that may well be because of the continuous um, uh, you know, criticism and uh, sniping that has gone on, from, not from Mr. Modi per se, but from other members of the of the government. He may have just had enough with that. So I think if, um, if Modi had come to him, Mr. Modi had come to him and said, look, we really want you to stay, I think you probably would have stayed so um Reminds me a little bit of when Volcker you know, left the Federal Reserve in 87. Nobody quite knew if it was his decision or, or at the time President Reagan's decision. I think it's all a little bit of a, a, a an uncertainty, but net net net, this was a surprise. I think we all felt on balance the chances were he would have another term. It's a negative. This indeed, as you rightly say, this is a very talented guy who's highly regarded, who's probably going to go on to other senior positions in global finance eventually, and, and that his loss to the central bank entity is big. We just need to see what policy is going to look like with his replacement.
0: Jeffrey, what about the change in government policy about foreign direct investment? For example, Apple may be able to open their own stores as a result of these changes.
2: (laughs) I mean, this is an ongoing process. Clearly, part of the um, a key part of the government's reform programme is gradually to loosen up the foreign direct investment rules in various sectors. It's been a stop-start process, as you'll know. There's been great disappointment about the, oh, great disappointment, some disappointment about the speed of the overall reform programme, and there has been some stopping and starting previously, including, for example, with respect to FDI going to the retail sector, into the insurance sector. I think it's simply argue this is another brick in the wall, if you like, of opening up India to foreign money as it becomes more competitive, as therefore its internal growth rate should improve. It's a good piece of news and, and timed on the day of Mr. Rajan's departure, or that announcement anyway, I think that's a pretty good piece of timing because you should view it as a, as a positive element of the India story generally. But it's, uh, it's, nothing, it's not new at such, it's just part of a process that's been ongoing for a while.
3: And in other words, I think you're implying is that perhaps the government wanted to put out some piece of news because having Raghu Rajan say, I'm washing my hands of this, I'm leaving, has affected the rupee. The rupee has bounced back a bit. You even said you got more defensive on India. And you've said on this show in the past, Jeff, as have others, that India is your favorite emerging market investment donation.
2: Well, I mean, I think it still is a great place to invest in in, in the long term. We're just merely saying that we want to just sit back and observe a little bit, take more of a tactically cautious view in the short term to see to what extent policy could change. In other words, if you were to see in the short term growth being pumped up, by sacrificing um, a tough monetary policy that gets inflation and the cost of capital interest rates down in the long term, I think we would consider that that to be a negative. But certainly it's a tactical move. We need to see what the replacement of Mr. Rajan, who it's going to be, and what the policy is going to look like. We we strongly believe that the drop in inflation, the drop in interest rates, the very sound monetary policy, the stabilization of the rupee has been a critical part of the Indian story in the last three years or so, as well as the more conventional reforms, we need to know that's going to carry on. Until we do, we just being a little bit more cautious short term.
3: Jeff Dennis, thank you so much very, very much for joining us. He's head of a global emerging market strategy at UBS Securities. Very interesting. He and his team more defensive with the departure of Ragu Rajan as the head of the Royal the Reserve Bank of India. Has to watch and see how it plays out, who his replacement may be. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.
0: Coming up on Taking Stock, the Brexit vote on Thursday. Will UK voters, will they vote to remain part of the European Union? And what happens to the pound sterling? That's next on Taking Stock.